I'm back with episode 26 and have returned with good friend of the podcast, Leif Sorensen. In this episode, we bring back the $15,000 used car challenge. However, in this one, we solely focus on convertibles. Most of you know that drop tops aren't my favorite, but after many years of searching, I have to admit that you can find some pretty good value in a convertible these days. The weather is right, the sun is shining, so enjoy this special $15,000 used car challenge. I'm your host, Trevor Byrne, and this is the Bucket Seat Podcast. Um, with that in mind, what we're going to do <clears throat> is we're going to move into a very fun part of what this will probably end up being a two-part episode as, is that um, you and I are going to go to battle looking at what in the used market is out there, and that is in the $15,000 used car challenge. And this week, what we're going to do with the $15,000 used car challenge is look at this in uh, in light of the recent very warm weather that we're experiencing. Wonderful. Here in Ontario. Um, and that is going to be a convertible challenge. And to anybody who's been listening, they know that I am not necessarily the biggest fan of convertibles. Um, I most certainly am of the hard top love. And I, I, so this is a bit of a departure from what I am personally invested in. But at the same point, I think that there are some very fun things about convertibles. Um, and uh, I'm going to establish some ground rules for this. So right, off the, right, right out of the gate, we're going to look at vehicles that have to be available in Canada right now. So anywhere in Canada, can't be outside of our country. Uh, they have to have a manual transmission. So that's another one of them. Uh, the third is that they have to be $15,000 on the nose or under. So even if it's $15,005, we might be able to have a conversation about it. But I think that it's going to rule it out. And that is list price, something you brought up earlier. And also, given your line of business, a very smart <laughs> question to ask is, can this be something that I feel like I can negotiate a car that's seventeen five down to five, 15? No. Not in this case. The way that we look at it on the show is $15,000 list price right now. You might be able to get it for a lot less. And if you can, fantastic. But for the purpose of the show, $15,000 or less. And lastly, the vehicle for this episode has to have a retractable, removable, or partially removable roof. That also includes target tops and T-tops. So those are all still good in the, in the, in the light of all of this. And so what we're going to do is take a really quick break. We'll be back in literally five seconds in this recording. Um, we're going to take 15 minutes to look for our cars. We're both going to come back with seven cars. Maybe one of us will find one extra that we want to throw in here to make it to our 15. Uh, and then we are going to go head to head back and forth with the vehicles that we found to end off this episode. So um, stay tuned. We'll be right back and we will have our $15,000 used car convertible challenge vehicles uh in just a few moments <clears throat> okay so we are now back as you'd expected um with our picks one two three four five six seven i have a couple extra in case we need them um i was pretty confident in i'm gonna start I I, i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna start with like my trump card i'm just gonna go with the w sequence of how i found them and we'll end off at the ones that um I guess rose to the well, not even necessarily rose to the top, but there's two at the very end that I feel like are my strongest picks. But we'll see. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna start. 
I found a, and I'll show you the photo, uh, a 2000 BMW Z3. It's like bronze with a, with like a tan leather top. <laughs> Actually, now that I'm looking at this, oh my God, we have the exact same car. <laughs> yeah, so. I was like, wow, that sounds uh, familiar. So there chrome, it is. Chrome wheels too. <laughs> so on the, I just noticed the chrome wheels right now. So, um, Okay. So we have to like paint a bit of a picture for everyone listening because they can't see these necessarily. I used to post these on my blog, but it's become way too much work to do that. And by the time most people look, they're gone. Um, so it's a 2000 BMW Z3 uh, in Winnipeg for 14995 So it's, yeah, bronze with the suede leather or, you know, suede colored uh, leather top. Uh, 59,000 kilometers, which seems like that's pretty low for one of those, isn't it? That's, well, I mean, and a lot of these, because they're two-door roadsters, those old Z3s, you see them low miles, but like, that's a that's a real keeper. And even when you look at the pictures, it looks well cared for. Yeah. Not a big fan of the chrome wheels. I hate the chrome wheels. But, yeah. you know, that's an, e- that's an easy fix. And obviously with all of these, there's going to be, as you get it, you're going to make it your own a bit. And there's a huge caveat, as always. Yeah, I think that's important to note. Uh, you can make it yours for a lot more money. Uh, you have to understand that there is likely going to be a certain level of maintenance that you are going to have to perform when you get these cars. And uh, that is not to be lost on the fact that it is still a a great car for $15,000. So, oh, it has a Canon air filter. Amazing. Uh, It also has Brembo's, uh, the cross-drilled rotors. Never been winter-driven, original condition, never been in an accident, and well cared for a Z3. Whatever that means, uh, and, and I love how they 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 leave this off with "You have found her." <laughs> Some someone has been a salesman in a previous life. Yeah, okay. yeah, totally. They're really proud of that car. Um, okay, so uh, I know we both found that car, obviously. Um, but so, what is now not necessarily your rebuttal to that, but what do you have up there? Because I mean, it can be a rebuttal. You don't have to choose in your sequence of finding. Well. You know, I think I'll 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 see your 2000 Z3 and I'll raise you up a 1972 Mercedes Benz 450 Series oh. Cabriolet. Oh, twelve thousand dollars in a okay. place in Quebec called Ascot Corner. Yeah, okay. And okay. Uh, from the two pictures that's there, it actually looks like a real looker. And a lot of these cars, when you when you see them, like there's someone loved them and they've kept them for years. You you actually see yeah. a number of these old Mercedes things, old Mercedes uh, Cabriolets around. Uh, didn't take a lot of time to write notes, um, and of the notes they did write, it's in uh, Quebecois, which I, I'm not going to translate in, it's for in you. French. Higher mileage, however, these old Mercedes cars, it would just be a ball to drive around. You feel like you're in another era, and that's why for me, this isn't my top pick, but this is definitely a pick. Yeah, this is definitely a pick. I like it. What's that color? Is it like a burgundy? It looks like an old burgundy. Yeah. Wow. You know, I've seen some of them before where they're white and they have like this black and white houndstooth, uh, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. leather seats in them. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, some of these, when they get them, you know, call it, call it, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they've, they've redone them and and rebuilt the engines, everything in them. They're like a hundred thousand dollars, but they look really nice. And if you were looking for something that's going to be a fun daily driver, that's bulletproof, these things, they, they have the potential to go forever. Right. And I mean, it's probably blasphemy to say, but for those who love the Pagoda, you could have one of these for an absolute fraction of the price and still have a pretty beautiful car. This one's yours for 12 grand. Yeah. Does that have chrome fenders or is that just the light? No, that's those those are definitely chrome chrome fenders. 
they, they, they meet up with the, the, the 70s chrome bumper wrap, That's which right. was the bumper <laughs> back right. in the day. That was a safety feature. <laughs> that uh, was a safety feature, yeah. Those are definitely the North American market bumpers, impact bumpers on that thing too. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm definitely going to say that that, uh, that that takes down my, my Z3. Um, okay, so I have something very much more modern um and you know you can you can definitely uh you can definitely give me some flack for it but there's something about it that i really liked of this generation 2005 saab 93 arrow oh man and so this is in toronto it's uh obviously the convertible it's got 140,000 kilometers these are front wheel drive variants um, this is a dealer who's selling it. So there is, you know, everything's in all caps. Of course, everything has to be in all caps if it's a dealer ad. Uh, and it's, and instead of, a, <laughs> it's funny cause I know why they do that. <laughs> and and <laughs> inst- instead of a, a nice clean sob, it's a nice clean sod, nice clean sod, nine, three arrow package, uh, gray oh, on correct. black, which is a nice combination. I like it. That, that gray, that gray that they put on the sobs, everyone knows that kind of dusty gray color. And it's, it was they were really? nice looking cars. They had a good, they, you know, the way the headlights and everything. So the, the Swedes have a way of designing stuff. Yeah, they 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 did a really really good job with this. And for a convertible of that era with that front fascia, I think that it was a perfectly composed. Sorry, perfect isn't the right word. It was a very nicely composed front end. And in that convertible form, you don't see a lot of them. Um, for as you know difficult as they may be to get parts for, uh, at one hundred forty thousand kilometers and at ten thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars might not be a terrible deal. You probably want to get your car proof on that just to see where it came from. But <laughs> if you're looking for a drop top for the summer though, what 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 car newer uh, than that are you really going to find in that yeah. in that price range, right? I like love a, those, those that's wheels, newer than everything that I put on my list. Wheel package and everything looks amazing on this car too. So there it is. 2005 Saab 93 Aero silver on black 6 speed um, and it is $10,999 in Toronto. My wife wouldn't like me shopping for cars like this. It Take just that. <laughs> stirs stirs thoughts that are supposed to be buried. <laughs> you know, for for my for my next car, I'm going to jump right to something that's probably uh, plagued me since high school. I've I've maybe had I've never owned one. I've had a love hate relationship. I've seen some awesome ones. Okay, I've seen some real hillbilly ones. All though. right, I'm looking forward to this. So I went with a Fox Body '88 uh, Mustang convertible. I can't believe I didn't look for one of these. Fourteen thousand eight hundred dollars in oh, uh, Orleans, Ontario. Now, yeah, this isn't just any Fox Body. This is at a Ford store. It's a dealer ad. <laughs> yeah, the it car, is too. the car appears to definitely have had some paint. And as I read through the ad, it looks like it's been. It looks like it's actually been re- rebuilt. Uh, had a had a bunch of uh, work done to it and and, and updated. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It's it's. I would almost describe it as as a, like a like a like a lizard green, yeah. candied green. It black is. It's a very material. it's a very candy color. Yeah. It's it's had it's it it has a what looks like a set of American racing uh, kind of dark gray gunmetal five spokes with a chrome dish around the side. Yes, it does. And there's just something about the fox body mustangs that like everyone has a story about them everyone has an experience we all sort of liked them at one time or another so but good. there's there's you know going back to our exhaust note conversation this is <laughs> yeah. a car that probably stirred my exhaust note fashion, uh, uh, factuation uh, early it was it was very it was uh it was very well known uh in my community as the five liters of madness. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's so well put. <laughs> you know, and 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 like 
they're the, one of those cars that like you can keep really tasteful and classy and, and you can really ruin. So you see a wide variety of them. But I think when you see like that right uh, somewhere from like 1988 to like 1991 Fox body, yep. I, you know, personally, like we're on a, a Cabriolet search. Personally, the coupes are like really something to be had with that. I, I like agree with that. Look. I agree with that. And I mean, those are those are harder to find and they're starting to scream up in price. But I mean, this is a pretty nice find. I just I can't help but laugh when I see them all the time. They just, it, it harkens back to such a time um, when, as I was growing up, it was like the pizza delivery, like the cool pizza delivery guy in my tiny community of 6,500 people. He had one of these. Yes. And it was like, his name was Pete Hendel. And I, I know that that has no bearing on anyone who's out there other than a couple of very good friends of mine. But the stories of this guy running from the police. And playing games with them in his five liter Mustang ran rampant amongst our community and the uh, the very small circle of car talk that ended up happening. That five liter Mustang, uh, I actually his his was a coupe, uh, and it was it was very well storied. It reminds me every time I see those cars of just the sound that that car made, and it was so impressive. And to me, you know, it was. Between that and the lowrider truck that the other pizza delivery guy in our town had yes. were two of the things that got me into cars. So I'm glad I mean, that you reminded me of that because I think this is a winner. How many kilometers are on that thing? The dealer's listing 3,500. I'm, oh, I'm sure that's all there is. go yeah. out on a stretch and say <laughs> that maybe someone did some work 3,500 kilometers ago and they yeah. reset the odometer by accident. Right, but, yeah. They're like, well, uh, we rebuilt everything and 3,500 kilometers is all it's on. How much is it? Uh, low, low price of $14,800 coming in just under our, uh, right. our maximum. In, in Orleans, Quebec. Or It says Orleans, Ontario. Oh, is it Orleans, it Ontario? Looks like, it looks oh, like okay. a Quebec town to be. Oh, anyways, not aware where it is. Uh, it looks like it maybe needs some work, but uh, you know, definitely for my list, it's, it's, it's not my top, but hey, it's a contender. It that's, that's, that's in the tops. And very presumptuous of me to think that I was in Quebec because it was Orleans. Um, okay, so on it's to my next pick. <laughs> my next pick. Here it is. Um, okay. Uh, just because of the driving experience, I had to pick one. So this is a 1999 Porsche Boxster. Yes. This is in Stony Creek uh, for $14,900. There it is. I do have an affinity for this blue as well uh, on a black leather interior, which I find is very nice. I'm That's not, really I've, nice. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, nor have I ever been a huge fan of the Boxster um, as a looker, as the car that you want to be seen in. But in that convertible, uh, I mean, there's a white hardtop option with this. I mean, hey, okay, cool. Uh, not into it, but <laughs> well, it does be the, the the guy who originally or girl who originally bought it. They're you know they're they have some taste in what they want and they probably sure looked do. after they, the they car too. They have a certain style. And looking at the condition, like it's a it's a nice car too. And so I didn't read this until now, but it has a Boxster S interior option styling. So contact them for more information and the scheduling for a test drive on this. They leave you hanging. It only has eighty thousand kilometers on it though. 80,000 K on a Boxster from 99, 14,900, you know, sure you could probably get them for less than that. But I think in this particular combination, not an awful way to go. It does have the black soft top and everything about it looked pretty clean. Uh, in terms of a driving experience, I know that these cars are super fun to drive. And with the top down, like when you're looking for it from a driving experience standpoint, which is a lot about kind of how I pick these cars, I think that that would be a really fun car to be able to go out and drive. And I mean, for 14900 bucks, and you've got a Porsche and this is the car you're driving, 
not an awful option to have. So anyways, there it is. 99 mm-hmm. Porsche Boxster, Stony Creek, $14,900, and it only has 80,000K on it in a rare, very rare, as they proclaim, Zenith Blue. And I, I think you hit it on the nail when, 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 when you mentioned it drives well because that's that's yeah. the thing about that car that you know some some folks may not be a big fan of the teardrop headlights yep. uh, or that they spilt into the 911 yeah. but yeah. that that car that car is a serious weapon if you put it on a track even in Ooh. a drop top it's it, you Absolutely. know i think they described the marketing for that car when it came out as the getaway car because it truly was that and, yeah uh you know not not my favorite looking but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that would be a riot to get behind the wheel of agreed yep all right, so what have you got? What have you got? What's coming up next here? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go next to uh, the newest of the cars that I picked. Um, I don't know a terrible amount about these cars, but I always just thought they look swanky as hell. Ah, this is a 1995 is. Jaguar XJSC. It's black on black. It's mm-hmm. a 60th anniversary edition, and mm-hmm. it's fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Hey, there it is. Mileage on this car comes in at a rounded off seventy five thousand kilometers. <laughs> exactly to the to the kilometer, I'm sure too. He does list or she does list in the ad new high end paint. <laughs> As a car dealer, normally when I see something like that, I think, oh, I love this. You know, it's an older car, so probably they just someone really liked it. They wanted to put a paint job new on it to make it look better. New high end paint. I mean, what sells a car more than new high end paint? Well. Uh, it, it's funny to me that car from being from 1995 and let's say we pit all other cars from 1995 against it and put them side by side. It looks so dated. Like, it like it these, looks, those, it looks like a Buick Skylark, the uh, rear end of it. Uh, like, yeah, a Buick Skylark <laughs> might even look good. I feel like these, these were actually launched in the eighties and Jaguar going through its money troubles in the nineties, Ford just bought them out in them. the early nineties. And I think they're just making them to keep a profitability situation going. Agreed. But, uh, you know, the thing about Jaguars is they, they didn't drive well. They yeah. didn't really run well. They yeah. had the whole British story when it came to their drivability and starting. But mm-hmm. there's just something about that long hood and those those kind of like oddly hexagonal, you know, rectangular hexagonal headlights that like it just looked cool. Like, you know, you know they, they, they'd be kind of a neat car to drive around. And that's why I thought that the 95 Jaguar XJSC would be a cool one. Um, and so we're right on, we're right on point with price. I mean, that is, and I steal this from uh, a podcast I have a tremendous amount of respect for, uh, which is, uh, uh, it's driving well awesome. The DWA podcast, those guys are fucking incredible out in, in uh, California and they, <clears throat> you know, the cars that they, uh, tend to, um, gravitate towards our cars that they have, I think, coined the phrase of uh, cars with a sense of occasion. And I feel like this is one of those cars. It may not necessarily be like right up their alley in terms of what it is in its entirety, but having that car pull up beside you instead of that sob that I just showed you, this most certainly has more of a sense of occasion when you pull up in one of those. And I mean, you have that perfectly detailed, everything's looking pretty immaculate in that car. It's not knocking or, you know, ticking as it pulls up. It's a pretty impressive car. You would never expect that somebody only paid $14,900 for it. And like you said, you could probably talk that person way down. Cool. Okay, so 95 Jaguar XJSC in black in Uh, Mississauga for $14,999. And what was the, it was 75,000K? 
That seems really low. A nice maybe rounded not, off amount. Maybe those know, are like those are like dog years for a Jag, though. Like right? If we were looking at anything but convertibles, <laughs> I would be overly skeptical because they are they are. I will say, no one's put like seventy five thousand three hundred twenty one kilometers. I'm it's, so it's with It's seventy five thousand even. I'm so with you. Okay, so moving on to my next car. So here's another one that, in terms of driving experience, I'm so all about. Uh, and in fact, I feel like it's an interesting find is a 2002 Toyota MR2 Spider. That's an Abbotsford out in BC for $11,000. Yeah, it's just a beauty. Uh, and it's like a maroon on tan. Um, let's see, 120,000 kilometers, but on a Toyota motor, realistically, how much needs to be done to it? Um, you could probably really, really lengthy write up in, in terms of what they wanted to explain about this car. Toyota MR2 Spider hyphen five speed manual receipt. Kept. <laughs> so it says uh, it all. Yeah, it says a lot Call about it. Call for more details. But uh, yeah, I'd like to go and see it. Um, it it's like I'm, I'm pretty positive those are stock wheels still. They do. They do look like they just had that that kind of like because the way the headlights seem to teardrop and just round right off of the front bumper, and they, they yeah. you know had that really kind of flat uh, roof line to them. They, like they had a look. They were a cool looking car. They looked different. It didn't look I, like a Toyota. Really. It's not my favorite generation of MR2, um, but and, and and I would I would you know I would definitely take a hard top over over the convertible in this uh, instance. But um, it, I think the big question would be. Would you rather one of these or a Boxster? And I think it's a tough it's a tough call because overall, I think maintenance, parts, availability, service, um, uh, things that you can do yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I know that you can do a lot more on an MR2 if you're inclined in that in that fashion. After, uh, aftermarket availability, to be able to do is it something, all. There's a broad uh, amount of stuff you can get into. Yeah, and, and then you go to the the Boxster side, and clearly, you know, you get the the, the Porsche tax is applied. Um, yep. So I would say that if you're looking for a car that's a little bit more in that world of a Boxster has the right availability, this has a little bit higher kilometers, but it's not that awful. 120,000 kilometers. It's a 2002 Toyota MR2 Spider in, Ab- in Abbotsford for $11,000. So this is way, way, way below the $15,000 budget that we'd give. And for that $4,000, there's a lot that you could be doing, like immediately be doing like timing belts, water pump, pulleys, like all the things that you need to be able to do with it. And then you might even have a little bit of money left over if you want to do some wheels or a detailing job or something along those lines. Um, you know, I, I would say that's a probably a, a decent find for you. Oh, definitely. And, and, you know, I feel like that's going to be one of those cars that like that, that's a that's a collector car that we don't even realize the impact that might have in 10, Agreed. 15 years. Agreed. Right? And in terms of like rarity and just general volume, this is going to be, there are going to be far fewer of these than there are Boxsters, even for a niche brand like Porsche. Well, I mean, as you said, like for me, it hits on the nail. I was never emotionally attached to the Boxster design. The drive and everything else that went into that car, great. But there is something about like, it looks like it has a complete look, like a good identity to this car. Right. And I'm, I'm sad to see that this car was never produced beyond that. And I mean, so many similarities when you put them side by side with a Boxster, especially of these two generations, the last one that I just presented in this, uh, even headlight design, so, so, so close. But um, driving experience, again, a phenomenal uh, sense of occasion, scores lower points for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple drawbacks. Some really good stuff to bring it through. Agreed. All right, what do you got next, Leaf? You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip my my last old one and uh, bring it bring it back to the early right. '90s hip hop right. scene. Right. I always had this thing for Suge Knight driving around Hollywood, uh, doing his thing in the 
It's a hard top. What is this? It's a. This is a. Oh, there it Mercedes is. Mercedes Benz. I believe this is a. Uh, he's not really the saying SL. it. It's, the ads okay. written in, in Quebecois, but this is a 1994 Mercedes Benz SL Cabriolet. It appears to have a hard top attached to it, which wow. kind of gives it a very, you know, a period right line to the roof line. Yeah. And oddly, like BMW esque Alpina style wheels. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah, they're, they're, those multi spokes, uh, you know, those, those look really good. Yeah. And you know, these cars, they just had, for, for me, they were, they were so rare. Now, this one is $9,500, 227,000 kilometers. You are going to have, you're going to have to be prepared to put money away every paycheck for repairs on something like this. Yeah. yeah. They're expensive to keep up, but. You know, sitting them and driving them, there was something like they were just they were probably in early '90s convertibles. They were something that gave you they gave you that small V6, uh, you know, economy roadster all the way up to the the yep. the performance range with with large. Uh, I believe you could get a V12 in one of them. Uh, Did you get a V12 pretty, in one of those? Pretty sure Shug drove the V12 around. Oh yeah, my God. <laughs> those Germans, they'll put a V12 in anything, eh? <laughs> but I mean, also going for it, black on black, black on black, and uh, how much for this one? This one's going for ninety five hundred dollars. There we go. But that's, I, that's I, the key. I, I believe that's going to have. I, you know, in my experience, some of the the, the German uh, more expensive to maintain cars. They they tend to go as an asking price for less. Yeah. Because uh, you're going to spend a little bit as you own. You sure things. are going to spend more on that. But I mean, it looks pretty good too. I mean, for what it is. Hey, I mean, I I, I do find that that era, especially black on black is uh pretty forgiving in terms of its design um i really i really like that i mean the boxier it is i think the more timeless it ends up being and i think that that one has aged well i mean they've they've definitely detailed it nicely and it's photographed well but um for fucking for 10 grand put another five into it and the things that you're inevitably going to need hey not a bad find i like that i think that's a bit of like a sleeper in the in the overall scheme of things high kilometers which is the watch out but um aside from that it it definitely looks good i wish they had some more model information as to like what engine it came with or some of the other other particulars because there was a very wide margin as to what these things sold for <laughs> yeah. and and possibly this this one not being uh, you know without seeing much of the badging or like, well it had a v12 but we swapped it yeah 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 hence the price okay so moving into mine which is uh a bit uncommon for me i'll put it that way uh 1975 mgb premium walnut wood with the union jack on the hood oh yes uh and the, uh, the full if it, and just to paint the picture it's a full true colored <laughs> union jack is, sitting right on the hood. it's not just like a little union jack on the hood it is the entire hood yeah. uh black leather with the walnut steering wheel i mean this is i like the luggage rack on the back i mean this is what I would say is probably, whoa, I was going to say period correct until I saw the Pioneer aftermarket stereo system that's been shoehorned into that poor thing. Well, I mean, who doesn't want to stream their, their music from their cell phone yeah. through to their, their old car? Right? I hear that. I hear that. I'm all for it. I, it looks like the only modern addition is that deck and the stereo system other than yeah, everything else in the car. You being, know, I, being British almost is a prerequisite to buy this car. I, I like I like. Uh, I like what MGs are. I admittedly know very little to nothing about them other than their general like fun and affordability. 
Um, I do like the retrofit for uh, the Auto Trader photos where he's put tuck tape over the license plate instead of doing it in Photoshop. The, the, mo- the modern way of just putting a white block over this top great. of your or license plate. thumb over it. Yeah. He's actually duct taped his license plate for the photo. So, so you know, kudos to him for the attention to yeah, detail for the pictures. And not wanting the car to be stolen. It's great. It's a 1975 MGB with premium walnut trim. It's what? in Baltimore, which I have to admit, I also don't know where that is. Uh, and it's $10,999, has 137,000 kilometers on it. I mean, I, I'm going to even go out on a limb and say those are probably the original kilometers on that car. Yeah. Um, walnut wood interior, it has wire wheels, it has a custom stereo system. Uh, the luggage rack highlights, drives like it's on rails, pampered, no rust, never driven in snow. I appreciate that. Um, some brevity in their ad, and um, it, it looks good. Also, one of those cars that, uh, if you want a convertible and you're into maintaining it, it's probably worth looking at one of these, especially something of this ilk uh, that allows you to uh, roll up somewhere like you mean something. Um, and as much as most car guys and gals know, these cars are fairly affordable still to this day, and they probably will be for a while. Um, but as they die out, these will continue to appreciate. Um, and I've heard that they're very cool, very fun cars to drive as long as you have uh, the, I guess, wits about you to maintain them. Yeah. You look like, like when you when you park outside the restaurant and your friends are sitting inside waiting for you to come in, you look like a real car aficionado when you're snapping on your convertible top. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. You're popping on the rivets. Uh, or sorry, not the rivets, the snaps um, to your hard top or your soft but, top. I mean, that's what cars were like. That's what these cars are about, right? Is, is enjoying them and, and uh, yeah. you know, snapping. You're not driving them in like you don't want one of these as a daily driver and a f- no. fair weather friend and anything like that. You're taking them out only when it's when it's nice and you're, you're, you're simply, uh, you know, you're enjoying them for what the purpose is. Absolutely. It's the spring and that is the purpose of this episode. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm going to see your, your MG and uh-huh. I'm going to raise you a 1981 Triumph Spitfire oh, with is. some pretty awesome looking racing stripes on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 1990, 1981 Triumph Spitfire 1500. 1500 in Oliver, British Columbia. This car is 75,703 kilometers white with a charcoal interior. Out of town purchasers receive one night complimentary at the beautiful Walnut Beach Resort. So there's actually there's some other value to this package. You found, found some gems here as if they're throwing that in. And they must own like a B&B or some sort of like small hotel motel. Something um, is going on wow. for sure. Oh, that's um, a nice find. I, I really actually like liked it. One. Like they have the, the 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 blue blue red and green with the white stripes mm-hmm. separating them, like the mm-hmm. racing stripes up the sides. What's it's got, written on the hood? What was that? He's got some like he's got some written on the back. It's too. like he has like some poetry written on the hood. Good for him. Looks like he has um, ah. blue plush mm-hmm. cloth mm-hmm. inserts in the middle of almost a leather like material around the outsides. That's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, it looks like it looks like someone's kind of rat rotted a little bit. They've 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 put some love into it and and, and left it in in the desired look. Oh, wow! Uh, and you know these these old Triumphs kind of like those old MGs. They're just supposed to be a, a fun car, fun to drive. And when you pull up and your friends see you in this thing, like it's it's a real you, like you really got to enjoy convertibles to want to drive one of these around. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I really like that one. I like what he's done with it. Um, 
wonder if that's original. That, so looking at the decal up close, it says Spitfire 1500. And it's an outline letter. I feel like I feel like that's pre, I feel like he's done that after the fact. You're probably right. Uh, You're probably but right. In very good taste. Oh, and it's got the what is that? The, the clamshell uh, clamshell hood or the what is that called? Flip up from the front of the windshield. Yeah, I mean, there's a name the for bumper. it, which I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember, but I thought it was clamshell. I feel like clamshell sounds right. Ah, sounds about right. Um, a reverse clamshell. Um, oh, that one's nice. Shit, Leaf, you might have found you might have found one of the winners for tonight. Even though I don't really like them, that one in particular is really good. Well, I like how he's got a steel wheel, and yeah. he's only put a hubcap insert into the center half of the steel wheel so it still looks like like it did commonly in 70s and 80s like nice taste and he's taken care to put tire shine on the on the uh, on the sidewalls which is you know always appreciated by extra keep it keep it handy so what do i have here i have one two three four five okay so i've i'm on six i have to really be careful that's right because i i ended up dropping one because you and I both picked out the same Z3 convertible. That's, that's right. That's right. Uh, it was very clean. Hmm. Hmm. I have to be really like cautious of what I'm going to do here. Uh, I really don't think that I have anything that's going to beat that Spitfire. So I might even just like use this one last car as the one that like ends it all off. Um, which, oh God, what do I pick? Um, I think this is going to end up being it. 2006 M3 convertible. Yes. It supposedly only has 82,000 kilometers on it. Um, it is $14,000 in Aurora. Have kids and bills now. But overall, car is great. No light, no lights, new tires. Needs love Have and care and that... Bills. Needs love and care that not all... Not one oil leak and true kilometers. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that this person might not uh the english might not be the first language and that's totally cool i appreciate that uh all of the photos are oriented uh sideways because they couldn't figure out how to rotate the images uh and it's silver with a red interior oh, anyways yeah. i don't think there's a lot space, more to be said about this space, car. space gray metallic on uh what, what did they call that interior color uh emila emila red uh napa leather right I, it's you know, for eight, if it really only has 82,000 kilometers on it and this guy or gal is, you know, one of few owners, it doesn't have a lot of kilometers. Uh, That's and very inexpensive for the mileage. Like that, I'll, 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 I'll go out on a limb and say, I own an E46 M3 convertible. Yeah. yeah. That's a steal of a deal for that kind of mileage. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see if it's trustworthy or not. But uh, just quickly running through my others, uh, the last little bits were a 2006 Nissan 350Z convertible. I don't think it's all that special given the things that we've looked at, uh, but it's interesting to know at 14900 you could get one of those. Uh, I also found an Audi S4, also in Orleans. Ah, Orleans is like the hot car market it's like a place. for cool cars. Uh, a black on gray Audi S4 convertible. I like, I like the gray the gray leather. I always, I've always had a penchant for contrasting leather and paint jobs. Yeah, if you go dark outside, you should go light inside and break it up a bit. I like that in a, in a modern convertible, you get a 4.2 liter V8 
they those ones sounded so fucking good and the fact that they just you know basically like sealed two doors off and made it into a convertible i mean it, it was a pretty cool car those those Audi, those Audi uh engines are are, are uh you know they, you could have the odd repair here and there but they're very bulletproof engines when it comes to mechanical yeah there's levels. some like you know pretty standard repairs to those v8s but uh the one that i didn't show you as well was uh this uh 300zx oh yeah non-turbo convertible kind of boring in the respect that it's a non-turbo uh and it had awful wheels on it but it was a white on black 300zx convertible anyways oh, I, I'll okay. have one other and i'll mention because I, I think in any convertible category a 1991 oh. chevrolet camaro i believe this is a z28 or an irock Holy however shit, they didn't take one. the time to put the pictures into it yeah two of the same picture that always helps uh Wow. Fully equipped, five five liter fuel injected V8. Uh, I will say that, you know, Trevor was picking from a little smaller pool than I was. My my manual transmission, uh, it my did. manual transition. It did. It uh, cut out some of your options, in. yeah. So I, I have a couple that might be automatic. However, uh, you know, I think in any convertible challenge, uh, you know, being a kid who grew up in the 90s and knew what cars were, this was something that, like that Fox body Mustang and other stuff. You I don't know that I'd drive it. You have to have a Camaro. But I thought that, I think they're pretty awesome. And also just coming into a, a classic category of their own at this moment. Like these are, these are just starting to get picked they up. They are starting to. And I have to admit that, uh, uh, so Courtney's uncle got himself into one of these. Uh, no, sorry. He got himself into a Firebird um of the same generation and it's i mean it's pretty amazing and you're starting to see that same uh demand um when you look at like barrett jackson some of these cars it's because those who couldn't afford them when they were new are going back to them now they're really starting to drive up the price of you know what we're seeing today uh, that is actually a really nice one so it's a white on black uh what what was the price on it again uh thirteen thousand five hundred private sale looks like it's got the original rims and how many how many k on it uh if you if you if you if you're picturing this in your mind um imagine the the uh, early 90s camaros before the the uh, rounded off shapes came in with with the body kit or the the valence around the sides of the 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 wings and all that sort of stuff that's important Uh, to know looked 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 looks really nice condition looks good uh mileage a suspect hundred thousand kilometers even <laughs> on the nose right down to the zero always yeah but we'll be forgiving maybe it's been rebuilt and at the very end of that it looks like u.s car 90 percent original what's that 10 percent and we 90 percent original paint only sixty-two thousand uh miles. miles so the yeah i'm assuming he means paint but maybe that just breaks up funny again hey. Sometimes when people are writing these car ads, I feel like they cut and chop the uh, the verbiage up so many times that <laughs> yeah. sometimes it doesn't actually make grammatic sense. Well, we'll give that to them. We'll give that sure. to them. So um, probably not my best, but glad I included that one. And along with some of them, it's kind of neat because like as we go through this, like convertibles. I like we it. Both, yeah. We both kind of default to go back to some of the older it's stuff. It's so and, funny that you've got the 5 liter Mustang and the Camaro. So that was a 91 <laughs> Camaro in Belleville for 13500 That was the white on black. Uh, with 100,000 kilometers. It did have an automatic transmission, which kind of kicks that out, but I think you knew that before you even presented it. Um, and uh, I'm I'm impressed with that one, but I think the winner tonight is that um, Triumph Spitfire. I'm all for that it. Thing, you know, like you said, it, it has a bit of that like the resto mod, kind of rat rod feel to it. The guy or gal has really put some work into it, and it looked really fucking good. That's a car that I think, um, for what was the price on it again? Was that right at the fourteen thousand oh, mark? My Irish friend used to say, "Cheapest." Oh God, it's like it's, a, it's like twelve grand essentially. Yeah. 
um, for like 12K, I think you're really getting into a, a convertible that would be pretty fun, pretty special. Again, buyer will beware. You're going to have to put some money into maintenance, but there are enough specialists out there that know how to work on these cars that I think in Toronto, especially in the GTA, you could find somebody pretty reliable that would work on it they're, with you. They're pretty straightforward technology. And, uh, you know, like it it looks like a cool car. I could I could picture myself getting in it, putting a set of, you know, leather driving gloves on and just going out and ripping through some gears on a Sunday. It, it looks like it'd be something that would be fun. 100%. No, I'm, 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 I fully... I fully I fully agree. That was of all the other ones I looked at, I see problems coming to me because they just don't look like they're all the way there. This one, I still see the problems, but I'd be happy to take them. Totally. Well, I mean, I think that's what it kind of comes to is like we're kind of coming to the end of this now. And, um, you know, Leaf and I went through this in um, no joke 15. So 15 minutes is normally what I give myself when I do this as a solo episode. Um, we took a little bit of, uh, of extra time just because of equipment and setup and stuff like that that gave us 10 minutes. So 10 minutes collectively for Leaf and I to find all of those cars that we just walked you through. Um, and if anything, I hope that this can kind of debunk the fact that or the myth that fun cars can't be had for less than $15,000. And when you're out there searching for cars, again, you know, I always say you have to look at what the maintenance costs are going to be. And some of these are certainly higher maintenance costs than others. So keep that in mind. Um, but if you're willing to put a little bit of time and a little bit of effort into maintaining these cars, keeping them up and having fun, or at least uh, knowing that you can have fun with these cars as long as there's a, 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 a you know reasonable amount of care put into yeah. maintaining them, um, $15,000 takes you a really long way. And we found these cars in 10 minutes. So uh, that said, you know, you put some effort into an evening or two, or you talk to someone that really knows something about cars, they can find you these vehicles. So uh, I guess the moral of the story is don't settle. And um, if I can do anything to help perpetuate the enthusiasm for great cars and having fun driving, I hope that this does this for a few people or those that are listening out there. Um, and if there's ever anything that we can do, you know, collectively leaf with your store and me myself here at the bucket seat to help you find those cars, uh, reach out. I'd be happy to help you find them. Um, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 22 of the bucket seat podcast. Um, leaf shout out <clears throat> where we can find you, uh, online. Um, so your website, your Instagram, your Facebook, all those things, um, uh, where can we find you and your store? Oh, you know, we're, we're, uh, West Toronto Kia, West end of Toronto. We're doing St. Clair Avenue West, just North of High Park. Uh, you can fire me off an email at leaf, L-I-E-F, at westtorontokia.ca, uh, or feel free to Google West Toronto Kia, uh, westtorontokia.ca. My contact info is listed on the site, and always always happy to uh, participate in something like this as a, as a, as a student of the industry. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I always just have fun looking at cars, Kias or anything. Right. Well, I, uh, as always, appreciate anybody with some enthusiasm and passion towards the automotive industry. And I think this is what will help keep this podcast going. So um, to those of you that are still listening, thank you so much for uh, for sticking in there. Um, I think this will end up being probably a two-part episode. And um, I look forward to what we've got up next. I have a very, very interesting gentleman by the name of Lawrence Yap on the show next week. Really looking forward to talking to him about where automotive journalism has taken him as well as what he's up to right now with the FAF Group and, of course, his time at RM Auctions. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up next week as you're listening now. Uh, and if you haven't already 
subscribe, please do subscribe, rate the podcast, leave me a comment. And if you have any questions, you can do so um, primarily on the Instagram feed, which is at the bucket seat. Uh, Thank you again, as usual. This has been episode 22 of the bucket seat podcast, and I am your host, Trevor Byrne.